Hello, welcome to the Metapod Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. I had like 15 hours this weekend of Zoom calls. And today I realized that this beginning week of college basketball that I have to start working, I'm screwed. Sean, how are no. you? <laughs> so your your real job and things are finally getting back in the way of your your pokey job. Yeah, it's just like I've never I've never been a basketball primary contact. So like well, I'm you, were, learning. you were a swimmer. Not that Yeah, like I I swam and like I did I did track and field. I did I did a lot of the mini sports, right? Cuz like when I was the solo sports. Yeah, like sports that don't need like intense everyday um 24/7 coverage because like um because like when I was in undergrad, I was a student athlete. You know, I didn't have time to I didn't have time to get a job. I didn't have a lot of time to volunteer. I literally just ate, swam, slept, swam, went to class, swam like it, that was a full time job in itself. Yeah. So so I kind of like start behind than the average graduate, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, and are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? It's all me. I mean, I, I will say though, I mean, the money, the money is in these big team sports that happen every other day, basically. So <laughs> do not talk to me about money in college <laughs> athletics because it is literally non existent since March Madness didn't happen last year. Well, yeah, I guess in college basketball, it's not. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. You cannot say uh, there's money in, in, in the big dogs. There's money in the, the power banana five. stand. Yeah. Little, little we, us. Also, Indiana just put a mandate over the weekend. Um, no events of 50 plus. Or like no group gatherings of mm. 50 plus. So I like and that. We're, I, have, I was going to say, I like that. I have an inside line to some college sports because I literally I've actually used some of the things that you've, uh, you know, told me to keep an eye on for my for my job, which is like, what should we advertise with in like February or March? And I'm like. You know, I think that uh, college sports are not necessarily going to be big. They might have March Madness because if they can make a bubble, then they might do they're, it. They're a hundred. Like, there's no. This is my hot take. I don't. I know a lot of inside stuff. I'm not dumb enough to say it on the podcast. I know how. <laughs> I know how to keep an NDA. Is that what that's called? NDA. Yeah, yeah. Non-disclosure non agreement. Yeah. I know how to keep track of my NDA, but there, in my opinion, there is no way that they don't have March Madness this season. They will do whatever is possible to have a March Madness hot yep. take. No, that, that's why I was like telling my coworker, because I'm like, don't bet on any other thing for college sports except March Madness, because I think that's yeah. actually doable. They just follow they'll the cancel, NBA model. They'll cancel women's basketball championships, but there's no way that they cancel men's, 100%. <laughs> Oh my. Um all right, let's let's get out of sports world and get into Pokey world. Sports ball. Sports um, ball. Anyways. So, I just want to give a quick shout out to Little Dark Fury. Little Dark Fury posted a video uh the 22nd, so at the time of this recording yesterday at 2:03 p.m. Eastern time. 2:03 p.m. Eastern time on November 22nd. Little Dark Fury uh, had a couple clips on his Twitch stream, which he recently started streaming. Awesome for Pokemon creators, by the way. Um, 
he started streaming and he was not drawing any cards off Crobat. And it was just this mysterious bug. And so I told him, you need to file a support ticket, filed a support ticket. And then literally one day later, one day in like 18 minutes later, Mia from the Pokemon company, a lot of you may know who that is, Mia, Mia, Mia Boo, I think is how you pronounce it on Twitter. They tweeted, um, they tweeted, tomorrow morning, 11.24, there will be a patch rolled out to fix this, plus a few other issues, along with Aurora Energy requiring two plus discards. We saw that with um, uh, Pedro. Pedro posted a clip of that. Some amazing burst interactions. What? Is that Jirachi? Uh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, that's probably it. I think that's Jirachi's attack. Amazing burst interactions, etc. It seemed that the Crobat bug that, in terms of what Little Dark Fury was doing, was related to Sheninja from Vivid Voltage, not necessarily a Crobat bug. But it so, seems like it's Sheninja being in, in the deck, not on the field, because the first one, not the second part of his video, there are no Sheninjas on the field. I just want to point that out. Yeah, but either way, none of this would have happened unless Little Dark Fury filed a support ticket. And I just want to say right now, if you're bitching and moaning about PTCGO sucking, but you're not filing support tickets, you have no reason to complain because you're part of the problem. That's my that's my spiel of the day. Look what happens when we file support tickets and we talk about it on social media. <laughs> look, we can still talk about it on social media. We can still shit on it on social media. But look what happens when you actually do what the programmers ask you to do when there's a problem. They can't like, just Jesus read people. my mind, Jake. They're going to make me work. They're going to make me I, send them a support ticket. <laughs> that It's so, oh, man, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. But, but, but Jake, you, I mean, we love just complaining sometimes. It's like, I don't want to be the solution. I just want to complain. Yeah. That's just some, <laughs> I mean, people hate confrontation. I get it. And people just want to complain. They don't necessarily want to confront the problem. And so the best way to confront the problem without actually fixing it is just complaining about it. Whoa. Wow. But, uh, but yeah, that's my, that's my spiel of the day. Got up on my soapbox. Very short because it's, it's a no-brainer, but I feel I feel like a lot of people complain, but not a lot of people actually file the support ticket. I feel like people only file the support ticket when somebody replies and they say, hey, did you file a support ticket? I just want real cards back because there are no... The only bugs in real life are, bad, are judges who are incorrect in their rulings. Those are the only bugs in real life. You know what? We got a we got a lot of other stuff to talk about today. We have five star reviews. I've heard that we have multiple five star reviews. Thank you so much. We'll read those off here shortly. Um, a second weekend of vivid voltage format in standard. It's kind of been exciting. I feel like I have statistics that I did math on, and so that'll be something. Uh, we'll call it. And then also expanded. Expanded happened. I'm excited. And then a couple other news pieces. So, Sean, do you? I, I'm, I'm to be honest. I'm trying real hard to pull up our five star reviews, and I cannot find them. Uh, I will. Oh wait, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. You got it. 
Um, let's do. Do you want? Actually, you read. You read one from uh, Ryan. Sorry read... if we somewhat doxed you or whatever <laughs> with that. I don't well, know. I mean, it says it in the part I'm going to read. Uh, True. Hello, hey everyone. My name is Ryan. I've recently returned to Pokemon after a 15 year hiatus. That is, I mean, Pokemon has not been around all that long, so a 15 year hiatus is quite a hiatus. I'm sure you're almost 25 years. 25. It's almost 25 years old. Is it? 99? Yeah, 25th anniversary is happening in... Well, 25th wait. anniversary from a J- Japanese standpoint, but assuming that this individual oh, well, yeah. played in English. That's but, true. Uh, hopefully your collection has uh, aged well. Uh, <laughs> I bypassed the casual part of the TCG and have jumped right into competitive play, and I can thank your podcast, all, uh, for helping me understand the current standard format and specific decks. You're very informative. They also play Magic the Gathering on their fairly new MTG Arena from their laptop, and they love how deck building works on their format. So some love there for the MTG Arena client. Uh, you know, <laughs> one thing I wish PTGO offered. So this gets into our um, <laughs> our prompt from last week. Our prompt last week was like, tell us why PTCGO sucks or what you would change. So this is getting into the uh, the prompt response. One thing I wish PTCGO offered would be some sort of card crafting in order to obtain specific cards instead of relying on the strenuous trade process of buying online packs and getting lucky, in quote marks. Lucky, both with trades and pulls. Thanks for reading my review. Much love from a loyal subscriber. Keep up the great work. Uh, first, Ryan, thank you so much. I I, I, I really appreciate uh, that you are digging the pod and that we can help you. Um, I want to say first, uwu. Uwu. To you, uwu. Second, I've also played Magic the Gathering Arena. I've played it on stream. Um, very nice. I like Magic the Gathering Arena. I wish I had time to play it more, but it's it's super fun. It's actually really, really fun. So again, hope we can help you out or even more. I'm glad that we've been able to help you out already. I've uh, I've like my brain is melting, Sean, actively <laughs> as we speak. I mean, work. You you were working late, so I, I don't blame yeah. you. We're recording late for when we normally record for those that want to peek yeah, behind J- the curtain. Jake is uh, Jake's gonna die soon. <laughs> uh, new podcast host. Send your applications to metapodtcg at gmail.com. Anyways, Keep this gag going. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we got a second review as well from Word eighty seven ADP reprint question mark. They keep reprinting it, but not resetting legality. What if they misprint it so that it resets legality? Have a nice time sleeping tonight. I didn't know that you were in my nightmares, Wirt, but <laughs> here we are. Um, yeah, that's that would be terrifying. Um, now, Jake, you mentioned you mentioned that there was an ADP reprint, at least in Japan. Yes. So from what I understand, I watched I, I actually watched a video on this from PTCG Radio. Um, if you don't know who that is, highly recommend looking him up on YouTube. Very awesome people. Puts out a lot of content. Very, very nice stuff to watch um, and learn from. But they put it out. They put out a video on October 29th saying talking about the ADP reprint. And a lot of people just took that at face value. And they're like, Oh my God, it's going to be around in next season. It's going to bypass rotation. <laughs> it's calm down. So we know that there's going to be, I, I believe it's been confirmed in January that English is getting a Cosmic Eclipse reprint. 
like 99.9% sure on that. Cosmic Eclipse, Unified Minds. Um, yes, and there was like one other set, but I forget what it is. Um, it might bonds. be Sword and Shield. I, I think it's Sword and Shield base. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, or is it Darkness Ablaze? Tough to find. No, no, Darkness Ablaze and Vivid Voltage are happening in December. And then I think it's I think it is Sword and Shield base, to be honest. Yeah, I think you're right. Anyways, that's not the point of this. In Japan, they also have a reprint for Alter Genesis. If you do not know what Alter Genesis is... Alter Genesis is the subset that went into Cosmic Eclipse. So usually, if you do not know, three Japanese sets morphs into one rest of the world set. So it was like Alter Genesis, Dream League, and something else. I don't remember the name of it. Moved into Cosmic Eclipse, and that's what we know. Now, in Japan, with this reprint, if you buy a Alter Genesis booster box you get a box topper promo of ADP. Now, I don't think that resets the legality of it because it's a, it's a promo in the Alter Genesis set. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be different if they made a box topper promo for the, the, the dual Urshifu set that's coming up here soon. I forget what the names of it are. That doesn't matter. But anyways, if it was a box topper over there, it'd be a whole different conversation. But remember that box top promos in Japan don't really translate to the rest of the world. So for instance, in Dream League, if you got Dream League, one of the sets from Cosmic Eclipse, if you got that box during release and you bought a booster box from like a local game shop or whatever it is in Japan, I've never been there you would get a Lily and Clefairy Dream League character rare promo. Now, if you look at Cosmic Eclipse, that card is not in our set of the Lily and Clefairy. If you want to go to my dead TikTok, which I can't do TikTok anymore, but if you want to go to that, you can see a video of the card. It's a beautiful card. But that card didn't make it to the rest of the world. So don't, I don't think ADP is getting a reprint, but it would be scary if there was a misprint and I mean, they release like all this product and all of a sudden they're like, well, well ADP's no. got to stay longer. No, you know what they do? They errata that and say, yeah, ADP. that's 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 100 percent what they would do. <laughs> yeah, I, they would just say all ADP cards are the same. Yeah, I, I, well, let's all hope that 2021 will be better than 2020. Uh, and not having and having ADP rotate is going to be part of that. Let's just, if ADP doesn't rotate, then, um, you know, I think we're going to have worse problems to fend with in 2021, to be honest. If that comes to pass, I think that it will be a, an omen of, of worse things. Agreed. And again, thank you all so much for leaving five-star reviews. Helps out. I believe it pushes us up through the algorithm, um, getting five-star reviews. So the more that you do that, the more that you share the pod with your Pokemon TCG friends, the the more people we can help out and just overall talk Pokemon with, because that's what Sean and I are here for. We're not here to compete with anybody. We're here to talk about Pokemon. But, <laughs> that's uh, right. <laughs> Sean. Jay. Vivid Voltage, second week of Standard. How are you liking Vivid Voltage so far? I want an update from you. Well, one, I'm really digging it. Um, there are a few cards in this set that I have been building so many whack decks. I've sent some of them to you, Jake. Um, yes, I have been building some wacky decks, including Dragapult Bonnet, which I put the video out on today. 
Uh, I don't think people are loving the Dragapult Bennett video, though. So uh, I don't know if people just are like down on Dragapult for whatever reason. But Bennett is a really interesting card. The telescopic sight is super interesting. Um, I've been having a lot of fun with spreading decks with Weezing. So mm -hmm. I've been enjoying Vivid Voltage quite a bit. I think for me, the biggest letdown of Vivid Voltage entirely are the amazing rares. Not because they themselves are bad, but because they don't have the support that they need yet. I was, I was trying to build some amazing rare decks and they just don't work. Um, which is very sad, right? Like, it's just, it, it, it's, it's frustrating. So I'm really hoping that, was it you that we were talking to that predicted a return to counter energy? A return of counter energy? Uh, that was PJ. PJ, okay. We talked about that in, the, in, a, in a previous pod of, um, you know, counter energy perhaps getting a reprint one day. Um, and I do think that uh, if they reprinted it with some text that said it could only be used by non-GX or V Pokemon, that it would go a long way to making some of the amazing rares more playable. But that's that's my only gripe. Everything else is great. Even Colossal, which has been under underwhelming from a performance standpoint, is still a fun deck to play. What do you think, Jake? I actually really like it. There's a lot of different there's it just feels like a lot more diversity, if that makes sense. There's a lot of new ideas. There's a lot of new decks, I feel like. And yes, there are some that are here again you know like adp is still good luke metal's been popping off as we were talking about earlier like we'll get into that here in a second but like you know you have the introduction of things like things like orbital um you have the ring back almost of like dragapole you have like colossal v max frostmoth um all of these decks that just they're fun to play whimsicott we talked about whimsicott a, yeah. a bit last week and it's uh it's a lot of fun I don't know. I, I feel refreshed. I still think Togekiss is pretty A-OK. -okay. I just don't know how yet. I had a little glimpse of it last week in the Hegster. I wish I could have played in an event this weekend, but I, I man, just too busy. But well, I will I'll say, make Togekiss work. Yeah, I mean, hey, I think Togekiss, is it on this list yet or no? No. I think Togekiss. I'll put it on the list. Yes. I, I want to say one of those Colossals is me in the top yes. 16. Wait, so. uh, actually, no, no, not technically. Okay. Uh, I there's, I did some math, and then when you talked about um, how you, when I asked you how you liked Vivid Voltage and remembered how you did in a certain event, which we'll talk about here in a second, um, I realized that it was not in the PTCG stats website oh, that I was that I was looking at. So I I've edited a little bit on there but in terms of top 16 i don't have that information because all i have is the top eight. Oh dang i, I didn't get um, any love from ptcg stats i'm not i'm not racking up those those points okay <laughs> fine but fine Pokemon we'll stats. we'll talk about we'll talk about that one right here the full grip online series number five team up to vivid voltage happened on november 17th sean you played phenomenal with the deck that has been largely uh underwhelming yeah. talk to me baby i mean i played colossal v max it's a deck that i have you know i've talked about here before a few times actually and i you know i think it's still a good deck to be honest i just think that it has some weird matchups and um yeah it, it, i don't think there's a, a really definitive way to build it that's the problem 
nobody has cracked it. And it may be that it's just, that's, it's going to live in the, it might have a good result here and there, kind of like Guardian, but it's never going to be that popular. That just may be it until like rotation. But I, uh, yeah, I played a build that was similar to a build that got, I want to say top four or top eight at another tournament. I just yeah, made a couple um, of tweaks. Mar- Marlin, ma- Mar- Marlin, Mar- Milan. Maybe. I don't it know was, how to pronounce yeah, it was his a foreign name. Player. I want to say it was a Brazilian player that I grabbed the yes. list from. So what I will say to anybody out there, net decking is perfectly fine. If you want to net deck and change a couple cards, that's exactly what I did because I was like, maybe my problem in tournaments is that I'm trying to build my own decks. And uh, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's important to like recognize your strengths and weaknesses. And uh, that, that, that's what I identified as a potential weakness is uh, I should just take from someone else and allow my skill to, to help me out in this tournament. And I went five and two. No, yeah. I, I mean, I say this to all players, you know, especially beginning players or people who may be coming back into the game after a long time and maybe like eyes wide, not sure what to do in the format. Like there's like there's no problem with net decking. Like, why would you just bang your head against the wall trying to build a deck that is trash <laughs> while instead you can find an archetype that a good deck builder you know, maybe someone like maybe I mean, especially with play limitless. Now we have such an easier resource oh to gosh. grab deck lists. Can we just talk you about know, play limitless? It's it is a revolution right now. It's a phenomenal play. website. It's a phenomenal website. And I'm so happy about it. It's very good. Keep but anyways, like you can grab a deck list from there that's done really well in an archetype that you want to play. Right. If you want to still play Eternatus but you don't know how to build Eternatus or what's doing well in Eternatus, boom, there are plenty of lists for you to see what is doing well. And it's wonderful. I have seen people kind of put a stigma on net decking and like, this person's not a great player. I think it's not as bad as what I hear Yu-Gi-Oh is with net decking. Luckily, Yeah, I think Yu-Gi-Oh is a little bit more of a problem. But, But, I mean, to your point, Jake, I think, you know, Play around with it. Play, you know, if you have a deck that you really love and you want to bring that you built, go for it. Uh, but if you just want to say to yourself, you know what, I just want to go into a tournament and really put my skill to the test, then pick a deck that you think will be interesting to play and don't stress about the build too much. And either way, you know, I think both of them are, are perfectly good strategies to like improving as a player. They just go at it from different angles. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of great events over this weekend. I will say that in the second weekend, I actually took this as a combined from like the first two weekends. So these are combined results. Um, I just thought would be a little bit more. Yeah, it's more data. It's a little bit more interesting. Now, I think there were more tournaments in the second. No, actually, I think there were more tournaments in the first weekend rather than the second weekend. Because there was some expanded that went on, which we'll talk about later. I'm really excited about that. But as of right now, when you talk about the wins, what decks have been winning these tournaments? You have two wins from Pikaram and Scorch. Each of those both took down two tournaments within the last two weeks in the Team Up to Vivid Voltage era. You also had wins from ADPZ, Luke Metal, and Altaria Control, Sean. Did you see that list over the weekend? I did not see this list, but that sounds... My, I mean, Altaria is the one that stops all Vs and GXs from doing damage to it. 
Yeah. Uh, but what what about it? Like, how did they how did they get the lock? And um, is the strategy to deck your opponent out, or is the strategy to eventually take six six prizes? I think it kind of varies on terms of its strategies, right? Because obviously, when you talk about something like Luke Metal, like you're not going to win <laughs> yeah, by you're not doing anything. You're not going to win by taking six prizes, right? It's it's re it's real real tough. You do zero. I mean, damage. there's 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 dolls in this list. There is Pidgeotto. It's like a Pidgeotto Altaria. It's basically a bunch of birds. You got a Starly in there with your bird keepers. You have the Altaria. You want to trap things as well because you're playing three Galar Mines. You have Wondrous Labyrinth. You have some Crushing Hammers. You have Cryogonal, right? Cryogonal stopping your opponent from playing items. And so it's super nice. I believe Birdboy2000 on Twitter was the one who did well with this deck and, and ended up winning the tournament. But yeah, I think you're... I, to. I think personally, your goal is to trap your opponent in the active, try to possibly deck them out. But you know, if you could, if you could take six prizes, especially like with this Altaria and just sitting there, you know, if they if they don't have an answer, because people aren't respecting, in my opinion, right now, like the the Decidueye uh, matchup, the Altaria matchup. Like I said that eighty, I said that Aegislash was a sweet card in ADPZ like a nice just one of because you just beat like you auto win that matchup and so altaria goes out it wins this event and uh are y'all gonna start listening to me yet <laughs> yeah i mean it you does have you have to you either can choose to respect the archetype and then the archetype dies and then when the archetype mm -hmm. dies people are like oh i don't need to play this card anymore this archetype is dead and then the archetype comes back yeah, and I mean, even though it didn't gain a lot of things in Vivid Voltage, I think actually this deck gained quite literally nothing looking at the list. Um, it's still like a threat, right? It's still like Senescorch didn't really gain much on Vivid Voltage besides like um, maybe Amazing Rare Jirachis if you want to play that way or like Talonflame V. Yeah. As like that pivot Pokemon slash something that can hit 200 and be a two prizer on the field. So I don't I don't know. I mean, this deck is a lot of fun. Control is quite different in uh, PTCGO just because of the way that PTCGO is. Um, well, and so, control in the online tournament format, too, because you can see your opponent's deck list. I, for yes, me, I really do. I have an idea in my head for a video that sort of talks about the the benefits and drawbacks of the current world we're living in, which is all online. But mm -hmm. I mean, one of them is like decks like this kind of control, you have to build them in a way that it doesn't matter that your opponent knows everything that's in your deck. Um, but coming out of this, I, I think people that do well in this format and get really comfortable with it. I wonder if in online, if, you know, control players can actually come back and do really well with being able to keep their deck secret. Right. Like that, I think, is going to be a whole adjustment period. I would agree with that. And looking at looking at like the top four, you know, runner ups in these tournaments, Senescorch had three different runner ups. So not only did it win two events, it also got runner up in three of them, which is easily like the best performing deck, I would say, in terms of just the top two out of any deck right now in the format. You have Frostmoth Box. That's what I'm calling it. It's a. It was made by Delac on Twitter. It's 
Frostmoth with Inteleon VMAX, Darmanitan VMAX. I'm calling it Frostmoth box um, because it's like it's basically a water box that yeah. Frostmoth utilizes. It's fun. I've played it a little bit. Very, very cool deck. Very, very awesome to see Inteleon and Darmanitan work to an extent. And then Whimsicott Tools, the Tool Drop Whimsicott, and then Pikaram. So there's four archetypes that play second as well during these events. And then top four had a little bit more diversity. Um, ADPZ had five appearances in the top four. The top four also consists of the winner and second place. Just want to preface that ah, as okay. well. Uh, Whimsicott Tools had two appearances. I think I wrote zero, but I know it placed... Um, I know it did twice because it got a second place and then Azul placed fourth, I remember. So I miscalculated there. But anyways, other decks that had two spots in the top four, Welder Mew 3, Blounds, and Lightning Mew 3. Sent to Scorch, three appearances within the top four. So I'm actually thinking that... Okay, never mind. I think actually the top fours... Hold on. Rewind. The top fours are actually just the uh just the top like third, third and fourth, fourth not necessarily first and second my okay. apologies i mean but i mean this this again this spread here i think what you're still seeing though is it's not two decks it's not three decks it's no yeah and four. then you had a turditus in there yeah so like there's another archetype that you can throw in there and i mean like look i mean top 16 i will say in top 16 you'll always have a deck or two uh, that are like, you know, there's only one or two of, and you'll just get that, right? Enough people play in tournaments. But I think this is one of the first formats that like over the course of a weekend, there's been how many different types are there that made a top four, basically? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, um, nine, 10, 11. So 11 different types of decks, I want to say made top four in the last two weeks that's to your point about diversity that is a lot of diversity yeah it's just it's exciting it feels like a lot of decks have a chance to do well right it's not like well i gotta play adp if i want to do well in this tournament like like you could actually somewhat metagame almost i don't know i mean it's hard to metagame for online events but you get what i mean and then in the top 16, this I know, this I know is de facto good. Well, except there's some big numbers in here, but I know that I did the entire 16 mm -hmm. with this, the entire 16. And this includes the 1120 Hexter, which is happening on, or I'm sorry, 11, wait, 1121, 1120, which was Friday. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 11.20. This is not including... Um, today, the day that we record. Yes, Monday. this is not including the day that we record. I don't even know like what day it is, Sean. I'm dying. <laughs> ADPZ had the most appearances with 20. That doesn't surprise me. It's the most popular deck in the format still, to my opinion, to my... I believe this. So there's that. Send Scorch, 17 appearances. Luke Metal, 16 appearances. Blounds, 15. Peak around 13. Lightning Mew, 3, 7. Whimsicott, Tools, 5. Welder, 4. Eternatus, 3. Orbital and Colossal had 2. And then you sprinkle in there the Drag of Fable, Altaria Control, Frostmoth Box, Excadrilled Control, and 
Desi Goons. So looking at all this, I think you can make a couple of assumptions. I would say, off the top, people got to stop playing Luke Metal. Mm-hmm. I, I, all the Luke Metal stands out there are going to hate me for this, but look at this conversion rate. Yeah, Luke Metal's not a bad deck. Nobody's saying it's a bad deck, but you got 16 of them that, that made top 16, and then from there, only one did any better than that, and it won. It won a whole tournament, so, you know, props there, but one for 16 from going to top 16 up to top four or higher. And that these numbers might be a little bit off just based on my scrambleness, but it would be like it would just be a couple. But anyways, I think Sean's point is correct. And like the the conversion rate for something like Luke Metal compared to Senescorch is vastly different. Yeah. And you can say the same thing a bit about Baby Blounds. Now, Baby Blounds had two that made it into top four and then it drops off there. Baby Blondes is one of those decks, though. I think, you know, there was another tournament, I think the Invitational, that was at Pokestats Invitational. Technically, that was Darkness Ablaze format. So, yes, you know, grain of salt. But Baby Blondes won that whole event. So, yes, you can play a Baby Blondes and try to high roll your way into a win. And, you know, you might get lucky. But Luke Metal, I don't think Luke Metal can high roll its way to a win. I think Luke Metal, you have to face, you know, you have to play well, one. And you have to face matchups that are winnable. And unfortunately, Scorch, if they're playing the Giratina from Unified Minds and the Scoop Up Net engine, I just, it's, Centiscorch is so good and so popular. I think it actually edges Luke Metal out of that top tier. Unfortunately, we thought it was going to be top tier, but boy, <laughs> I was wrong. I think it is. I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, I think it is top tier, though. Like, I think it is a very good deck. I just think that fire decks right now are in such a great position almost. I mean, yeah. you look at the fire decks right now, you see Scorch, you see Blounds. Both of those can have theoretically an infinite amount of damage. Now, obviously not infinite because you can only have 60 cards, but you get what I mean, right? Yeah. Like there's no damage cap to these cards. So they can knock out your ADP. They can knock out your... Eternatus VMAX. I think Eternatus is a hard matchup for Seni, yeah. though, right? Um, but it, anyways, yeah. anyways, it can hit big numbers. It can knock out your Luke Metal through the weakness, through, or I'm sorry, through the, that special energy, through the, the, the full metal wall, through everything that you try to do. They can still hit over it. Like, it's not, it's not like ADP that just does 150 or 180, and that's it, right? It's not like Zashian that just does 230 or 260. This is, these are welder is still a very good card. Yes. Accelerating energies. You have the Volcanians to be able to accelerate those energies pretty consistently. I feel like, especially now with quick ball in the format, right before when it was just like green Zard, like what did we really have with green Zard that came close to like quick ball? Pokecom. Yeah. You had Pokecom and, um, I mean, some people even played around with like friend balls or. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Nonsense. it was a it was a very popular deck and a lot of people play Jirachis, too. So like friend ball was valid in that point. But like that's that's part of my point is like. It's so it's it's so much easier to be able to get that Volcanian combo off that, that it just makes it like one of the best decks in format and it makes it 
And because fire is so popular, like that just hurts. It doesn't mean that Luke Metal is a bad deck. It's just like it's just that the format doesn't fit for it. Well, if that makes yeah, sense. Exactly. I think you nailed it, right? Which is in a vacuum, Luke Metal is a great deck. In the context of this format, mm-hmm. Luke Metal struggles. Um, so yeah, I mean, if there's anything that I would take away from, you know, what what we're talking about right now, it's that unless you got some secret sauce Luke Metal deck, and look. Maybe you play Luke Metal with Stealthy Hood. It's an option, right? Like, you got to think to yeah. yourself, okay, well, if I played a couple of Stealthy Hood and a couple of Metal Goggles, knowing that so much of the format is sent to Scorch, um, that might actually be worth it. But outside of that... How, I, does, that, I, how does that affect your math in terms um, of your opponents? Well, I, I mean, look... It has to affect your math to an extent, right? But does, does the 30, 30 damage, damage like... a turn? Does the 30 damage do an, I guess, really like your main things with that 30 damage is like Eternatus? Yeah, maybe, maybe? It, it, it's, it, there's probably an ADPZ problem, um, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, you take 30 away, they add 30, so it nullifies and you sort of end up at this doing 230 to a 220 Pokemon um, still. Uh, but I would say that um, for that matchup, just don't. Just just play the metal goggles on instead. I think you could do a split between goggles and um uh whatchamacallit, goggles and stealthy hood, especially especially if you can play stealthy hood onto a Zamazenta and get that coating metal against Senta Scorch. So the only thing that can even hit into you is going is to Volcanian. be Volcanian. Volcanian or Heatran, right? Or the Oh yeah, plane. that's true. But Heatran knocking you out once you are reducing damage by 30. So now you have effectively 260 HP. So they're going to have to load up Heatran with six energy when you have that on. So I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm sure people have thought about this a little bit, those Luke Metal players out there. But if you really want to play Luke Metal, that's, that would be my um, gut with so much Scent to Scorch is you got to probably think about a couple of Stealthy Hoods. I would like to see someone try it, I'll say. I don't know if it would necessarily be better because, again, like we talk about kind of that math and... Yeah. Like it helps you here, but does it like you could you could do that and win against all the Senna Scorch, but do you win at that point against the rest of the field? You know, yeah. so so that's it. I mean, that's a trade off with anything tech wise. Um, but I mean, that hey, you have to that you have to think about 20 percent or more of the meta right now is Senna Scorch. So helping you win it's, against 20 percent of the meta is probably pretty dang good. <laughs> it's pretty big. And I I really like seeing Orbeetle. I don't know why Orbeetle is just nutty. It's <laughs> what, fun. So what what version of Orbeetle do you like? I don't know if that's the version that that did well, but how does that how does that work? I'm still not sold on Orbeetle because of the fire weakness, and I know you can play weakness cards, so fair enough. But I, I'm still kind of like I don't quite get it. I've been seeing I've been seeing some like deck lists that obviously are not like great lists, but they of like Boltund with the Choo Choo and uh, or Beetle. Ooh, okay. It's whack. I don't know. I like I like that build just because it's like it's it's a lot different. It's interesting. Right, because like you spread the damage around Orbital, and that requires like either your Boltun to have less energies, or like you know you get 
you get a couple pings on like a crowbat. Okay, now your choo choo can do that 160 KO. You don't yeah. have to do something like a lightning ride on it. So it kind of works out with the math a little bit. I believe um, Sackett was playing it on Twitch when I last saw it. I haven't seen the list kind of do well. Um, I've just been seeing more of the orbital lists that do well are the ones that are. Um, They've got like the Snorlax. Mm -hmm. um, this happened the first weekend, I believe it was. I'm trying to remember what exact tournament it was, but I'm not. I'm not finding the last uh, tournament, or I'm not finding the tournament that it was in. There's just again, there's so many tournaments going on, and there's such a. I mean, PT. Shout out to Play Limitless. <laughs> shout out to y'all. Have a great y'all have a great website. I love it. Even if I can't find what I'm looking for because there's just so much, still well, a great website. I will say, speaking of tournaments, one tournament I'm going to be competing in this weekend uh, is the Chill TCG Cup, if you will. Um, I don't know. Are you, are you competing in that, Jake? Are you thinking about it? I will probably not compete in a cup this weekend. I got basketball on Saturday. Got that work. Uh, I'm sorry, on Sunday. On Sunday, I got basketball, so... Um, I need to make sure that I'm on my A game for that. And then Friday night I have uh when is the uh the cup? It's Saturday, it Saturday during the day, I wanna say. Yeah. But it's like potentially nah. a two day event. So that could be yeah. yeah, I can't do I can't do two day events. I have to only do uh one day. So sadly, no, but maybe college athletics for <laughs> everybody besides March Madness gets canceled and I have free time. <laughs> Free time, but no job. That would double. Hey, I mean, I I get. I mean, I don't get a lot of money. That's for sure. But like, I do do a lot of uh, outside stuff in terms of like I do Twitch, and that that has been nice uh, to be able to pay rent with that, and then um, video editing. I yeah, have I true. have some video editing clients you that are, I do stuff on with. That so hustle for sure. I think. Whose videos did you do recently? Um, you did. I do videos for PKM Ncast. I do videos for Real Breaking Nate, and now I'm starting to do videos for Sierra Dawn. That's who it was. I saw on Twitter. Yeah, you did some videos for Sierra Dawn. So uh, mm -hmm. congrats on that. Yeah, I like Sierra. I've been watching her since she was doing the TCG, and she's like, "I need an editor," and I was like, "I can help you." Then yeah. Anyways, back to Pokemon. Back to there was a there was a big tournament that happened. Over the weekend, the PTCGO store online regional perfection number two. Sean, this was the expanded format. Yeah. So that means that I know nothing. So, Jake, you are going to have to school me. Um, we could talk the results of the tournament, which I think is a good starting point, perhaps. But because I don't really understand expanded... I want to use this as an opportunity for you to teach me why now is the right time for somebody to start getting into expanded. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit. So for those of you that don't know, we recently talked about expanded on the podcast because there were some new bands that got introduced. You talk about the Orangaroo from Ultra Prism. You talk about the Sableye from Dark Explorers, the one that has junk on as the attack. You have the Melodic from whatever that set is that has the ability to knock itself out and accelerate two energies from the discard, that one. And then you have Shaman 
EX, which was the big one. Shaman EX, if you don't know, is like Crobat, but you could do it as many times as you want. And comboing that up with Scoop Up Net, wow, you got some broken stuff in <laughs> Expanded. Um, and Expanded just wasn't fun to play because it just seemed like there were too many decks. You know, you had Trevnor Melodic that was broken. Donk is literally the most infuriating thing to play against because they it just feels like a scam. You don't even get to play a card and they just they just donk you and you just you feel like you wasted 20 minutes of your life <laughs> at that point. Um, especially if you have like a, a tag team or something that has like 280 HP and they just they knock you out first turn. You're like, well, I didn't think you were going to do it, friend. But anyways, there was an expanded event that happened just over the weekend. But the great thing is that these this tournament enacted the bands. The bands, if you try to go on ladder and you play on ladder, the expanded ladder doesn't enact those bands until Thanksgiving. Or I'm sorry, the Friday. This Friday, so November 27th. That's when the bands become active. But this tournament, because it's a, it's a closed it, I Is it closed? Um, it's, a, it's an event that people made. They were like, you know what? To heck with these band cards. We're going to take them out. We're going we're gonna to make our own tournament because you got to, I mean, you got to match up against each other anyway through friend requests. So why not? And anyways, there's just so much diversity, I feel like. And it just feels like there was no like one deck that stomps them all, right? Like 8% of the meta was Picaram. 7% of the meta was Turbo Dark. The exact 7% was Snorlax Zorark. 6% was Dragpult. 5% is me. Like, if your biggest deck is P is 8%, right? Not even eclipsing 10% as, like, the biggest share in the meta. That's awesome. We just talked about in Standard how, like, Senate Scorch is, like, 20%, right? Of that, like, top 16 area. And so to have such a diverse meta of different decks and you even look at the top 16 right it wasn't it wasn't like the top 16 had you know like 10 picaroms in it you know like there was a little bit of picarom sprinkled in there there was some dragapult sprinkled in there some egg rose uwu some mu box the mu box is very exciting to watch i like that deck a lot um there's some stall in there there's some turbo zashian there's some garatina there's a new <laughs> the shock lock deck that doesn't require tropical beach. I cannot tell you how excited I am for that deck because that was awesome to see a Porygon Z shock lock that didn't require tropical beach and I could play it. Um, there's just so much more diversity and it feels like an exciting format. And, you know, you talk about the wide card pool, like, yeah, you still have like some of these meta decks, like, um, the Egro, you know, Egro didn't really change besides adding uh, Decidueye from Darkness Ablaze, which is really cool in my personal opinion. Um, the Mew Box, I don't know if that changed too much. There are some interesting additions like um, Crobat, Double, things of that nature, but naturally kind of staying telescopic sight because it runs the Cramorant as well. Um, so that's like that's a very interesting like we've seen the Mew box before. We saw it at Collinsville before the pandemic like really hit and shut everything down. I think it was Frank Persick did 
did really well. And so that kind of brought up the popularity of, whoa, this is a sweet deck. Like, this is a sweet archetype. And again, there's just a lot of cool stuff. I don't know. I feel like it's so much harder to prepare for this meta. Obviously, you have a wider pool of cards, but it's so much harder to prepare for this. Just looking at these results, because like, there's so much stuff. I mean, Sackett took Colossal VMAX and got top 25. Luke, I'm sorry, not Luke Morza. It's the person under him. Uh, Luke played Senescorch, though. Did you think that Senescorch would be good in Expanded? We don't really see any fire decks do well in Expanded. But also that played that played uh, uh, Garbotoxin. Garboder, so that's a whole different conversation about like how you compare a lot of things up with Garboder and just like do well. But anyway, still, like how do you prepare for that? You know, like uh, Vikavul Control, Excadrill, Excadrill from Cosmic Eclipse. So like attacking Excadrill, not Control Excadrill, the one that runs the Focus Sash. You know, Turbo Dark is still a thing. Sableye, there was a Sableye deck. Sableye V specifically, not Sableye Junk Hunt. So I think for me, like, I don't know any of this, right? This is all all uh, different language. But, I mean, obviously there's a ton of different decks. I would say this is probably, this is partially the result of an underdeveloped meta, right? Yes, 100%. Uh, but that's 100%. exciting. That's exciting because an underdeveloped meta means things are wide open for experimentation. It means that nobody has the right answer, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, so that is exciting. And, you know, outside of this one tournament, say Friday rolls around and, you know, you're just bored of ADPZ. Let's just be honest here. The one thing you don't see in these standings, I'm going to scroll down. You know what I don't see? I don't see ADPZ really. Eventually, you get down to like what fifty seventh place or something. You see the first well, ADPZ. Eleventh, eleventh place has ADPZ. But okay, it, no, fine. to your point, like there is not a lot of ADPZ. Like ADPZ is not the most popular deck. It is the it is four percent of the meta share. Four percent. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more archetypes that are more popular than it. That's wild. <laughs> so, Jake, if I wanted to get into Expanded on Friday, because I'm bored of ADPZ, I don't want to see it on ladder, I don't want to play it anymore. Mm -hmm. Why? I mean, I think you've explained kind of why now was a good time to do it, because of these bands, right? Mm -hmm. How, where do I start? Because, like, for me, like, there's, like a, there's a problem of getting the cards. They're all old. Is, is the trade on PTCGO robust in support of expanded cards or are there products that i need to like buy in the store for coins there are some that are very hard to get when you talk about the older that cards are so if you want to talk about the execute from plasma freeze mm -hmm. that is very very good the execute is very very good with propagation anytime it's in the discard pile you can take it out of the discard pile, put it in your hand. So literally anything that has discarding effects, use it with execute all the time. And then you talk about like uh, the A specs. So like computer search, computer search is a very, very good card. Um, dowsing. I think it's dowsing machine. The one that gets a uh, trainer card from the discard pile. Very, very good card, but those are hard to find, right? Cause a lot, a lot of people don't have them and it's not a set that people are, 
opening up anymore. So there is a limited amount that can be on the market because like you need. So like for me, I have one computer search that is tradable, but I need that one computer search in case I want to play something and expand it. Yeah. Right. But I'm not going to go out and open up um, the the set that computer searches from the black and white base set. I think it is mm-hmm. or no boundaries cross from boundaries cross. Because one, you can't I mean, you can buy boundaries cross packs if you want to spend all that <laughs> Can money. You imagine for a code card. Yeah. If you want to spend all that money for a boundaries cross pack i'm sure even the code i don't even know what the code cards are off the top of my head if you want to search like boundaries Dude, cross code cards getting at code me cards on that are unused would probably be hard to find yeah it, uh, let us know on twitter at metapod tcg um show us some of the old code cards from like black and white heart gold soul silver i think has code cards maybe i i'm not 100 sure about that one but anyways black and white era does either way those cards are a little bit tough. They've had, and they'll have like expanded um, packs on ladder. So like right now, I'm going to pull up uh, PTCGO. But every so often, like they, they do an alter, alter, alteration, al- alternation. They'll go back and forth between standard and expanded sometimes packs and perks. Yeah. And so, and plus, like with your coins, you can buy those packs to try to pull those cards. You know, it might take a little bit, but I mean, if you grind PTCGO, you grind like some of those tournaments, right? If if you, if you grind still those, tickets. yeah. I mean, I I mean, I still have a ton of tickets, mostly because I didn't participate in the first Players Cup. But like, if you have those tickets, like you can get a ton of coins. You can get so many, and. I'm pulling up the ladder right now for anyone who hasn't seen it. It is Vivid Voltage. So they're sticking with standard right now. Next one will be expanded because I believe it's been Darkness Ablaze, now Vivid Voltage, and then next time will be expanded. I believe that's, I believe last one was Darkness Ablaze, right? I, I don't pay attention to that. But I mean, to your point, though, I think it's interesting to say, like, look, if you want to start playing expanded, save your coins mm-hmm. for expanded packs. Do your research on what deck you want to build. Figure out what sets they come in. Um, and then, yeah, spend your coins on those packs and just say, like, hey, I'm going to try to pull some of these more difficult-to-find cards. Check the trade first and see if people are trading them for reasonable prices. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's honestly the thing that, um, you know, that that would be an interesting video idea, honestly, for you, Jake, is since you're so into Expanded. Not telling you what video make, but like how to build expanded decks. Like that's genuinely, you know, I think a thing that stops players who haven't been playing for years from even bothering is just like, you know, I don't, I don't mind learning, but yeah, I don't even know how to get half of these cards. If you want a good list, in my personal opinion, to look off of, if you go to um, Play Limitless, the PTCGO store, online regional perfection number two, third place, a Brazilian player, R- R- I, screw, I don't know how to say your name, Ryo, played Picaram. Picaram, I feel like, is one of the easier decks to get into because Picaram revolves around Picaram and a lot of the cards that you see in like standard Picaram because. Pikachu Zekrom, I'll say, I've said it once, I'll say it again. It's a really good card. <laughs> now, it plays, it plays the Dedenes, it plays the Picaram. There's a Crobat in there. 
There's Vikavold, Zara Aura GX, which just happened to rotate. You play Research, you play Quick Balls, you play E-Powers, which you probably have gotten, Thunder Mountain. You know, there's a lot of, there's not a lot of stuff that you really have to go out and grab and a lot of the stuff that you do have to go out to grab. So um, looking here real quick, Pseudo Widow, Tapu Lele. Um, those are both Guardians Rising. Those yeah, are both Guardians Rising Sun and Moon packs. There's a Clefairy from evolutions not really that old either the most um, overprinted set in history yeah so yeah i mean super overprinted um there's a lot of there's a lot of easy stuff i feel like the hardest thing that you're gonna have to find is like either max elixir um which is a very very good card if you want to play expanded uh max elixir from breakpoint very very good card you can play that in turbo dark you play that Pikaram. Um, and then probably like Versus Seeker, which came out in Phantom Forces. But again, like this is what I recommend playing is the Picaram list. Third place, it doesn't require computer search, right? This list specifically didn't play computer search, so that'll help you out a lot because computer search is a very hard card to grab. But like that's it's one of the best decks. It's one of the most popular decks. So there's probably a lot of people trading for some of those specific cards. Plus, like Versus Seeker and Max Elixirs are kind of staples, to be honest. And uh, yeah, Sean has you know just given do? me yeah given me the list. The link. I'm going to share the link in the description of this podcast. So uh, it's right there for you. You can, uh, and then when you go to that link, you can also see the other decks in here. So. But great recommendation. That's an awesome recommendation, Jacob. Yeah, like, don't play it until Friday. <laughs> yes, just, <laughs> stay away. Just import it on the just import it on the PTCGO, and then try to spend spend until Friday. You know, a lot of people can't uh, can't do Thanksgiving with families and stuff. So you may be playing PTCGO. You may be watching a lot of Twitch, YouTube stuff like that. Um, spend that time trying to build those decks. It's it's expanded's gonna be fun. Expanded's gonna be fun. There's a lot of great ideas. There's a lot of cool things and you know, you can, you, if you see a deck that you face against and you're like, whoa, this is freaking sweet. I've never thought that this would be a cool combination. Um, just like if you like egg row and you face against an egg row, cause it's like not played in standard really at all. Swipe it. That's my, that's my spiel on expanded. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's, I do enjoy it. It is complicated. It's a little bit harder. But it's a good breath of fresh air from standard. And I'm very happy that they did this tournament. And I wish I could have participated, but I did not have time. <laughs> well, with the bands, I feel like there's going to be more. So, Oh, yeah. With the bands, like there's, there's definitely going to be more. Whimsicott Tool Drop, you could play that list too. That's freaking sweet with Mysterious Treasure. Man, think about Whimsicott right now <laughs> with Mysterious Treasure. Gross. <sighs> Awesome. And you can but, even play the Giratina from Lost Thunder. Yeah. Some damage. I don't know. There's probably other damage pinging ways that you could do it. But like, yeah. Yeah. Make up that extra damage that it might need. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll kind of take off of the meta right now. We got a couple. Uh, we got like one kind of more thing. A little sad. Too. Well, that last thing. That last thing is the OPOP League, which has been a lot of fun to watch. But our fantasy league, we are going to we are going to close shop on the fantasy league for this season. Um, as you probably know, if you follow, 
it is just, you know, it is difficult at the moment for us to, you know, consistently pick, make picks and then report those results um, as the league goes through its natural growing pains. So we are uh, closing up shop and uh, we will be uh, declaring a winner as of now. And uh, I believe Jake wins. Jake wins. Yes. Jake was ahead. I don't know on what point. the last couple of weeks were, but I know last time we talked about it, I was winning. So yes. Jake wins. I, I told yeah, you. I'm pretty sure you were ahead on points, even if we'd counted them. So Jake, go. Jake is going to take the dub for year one of the fantasy league. I just want to thank my mom for always believing in me. My dad for always pushing me past my limits. I want to thank the Academy. I want to thank um, Sean for lighting a fire inside of me. <laughs> Um, and I'm going to Disney World. All right. So, uh, Jake, you are you are also now officially relieved of any fantasy league uh, problems that you might have had with uh, your collegiate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, oh boy, this one was not for money. No, so no, that's the that's the big thing. Things. That was the big thing. I still, I, I truthfully, if you want my honest opinion, I do not participate in fantasy sports. In all honesty, like that's just not. That's not me just I don't have time to think about like actual fantasy sports and like think about it. But yes, it is. It's actually against my contract to do that. So that's another reason not to do it. But I will say a lot of things I can't do. I will say for the fan for the OPOP league proper. Keep supporting the creators that you love. It's still fun to watch the games. Um, and I think it'll be fun, you know, as we get closer to the end of the first season, see where everything shakes up. I think Jack and Joe do a great job, especially of like collecting all the data from all the matches. Um, they just published a, a, you know, a video on the darkness of blaze format data. Mm-hmm. So super interesting. Uh, and yeah, just, uh, just keep watching it and keep your, keep your ears, uh, keep your ears open for like what might be coming in the future with that. You know, it'd be really cool. If for season two, if it, because there's there's some things brewing in season two, uh, no leaks, but there's some things brewing that we've we've heard from Grapevine. The uh, yeah, the Grapevine, little birdie. Um, but what if like we did a public fantasy league? Well, not necessarily public, but like, mm-hmm. what if like what if we what if we got to the point where we could have a Patreon, Sean, mm-hmm. and like we made a we made an OPOP league. And we limited it to just Patreons mm-hmm. and ourselves. And we like competed against people. That is a good idea. That is a I good think it'd idea. be cool. I, I agree. And I mean, we I could, we be, could. I think it would be cool. I, you know what? I, I'm going to end the pod there. I can't say anything. Sean, I need you to. I have to end the pod. I need you to turn around and I need you to go to the bathroom because you are very obviously uh, having some feelings right now. I'm having, I'm I'm ending the podcast. I'm glad that this is not video. I do actually record myself (laughs) on video for these pods, surprisingly. So video evidence exists for a short window of time, but I am ending the pod. um, And uh, yeah. Play expanded. I actually do want to play expanded soon, so I might, I might come, uh, come knocking on your door, Jake, to help me build some, some crazy decks. I got a cool. Uh, well, actually, I don't know. I might have to reformat it because I think it involves Shaman. But I made a, I made a Zorark Prism Star. So like Zorark with Jirachi Prism Star. I made a deck profile on that on my YouTube, and it was, it was a lot of fun. And it got, it was, it definitely wasn't the best deck, and it wouldn't probably make a top sixteen, but it was a lot of fun to play. It was really cool. 
All right. I'm going to end the pod now. Bye. <laughs> okay, Sean. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye, Happy everybody. Thanksgiving. Make sure oh, you stay oh, safe. Oh. We, we should get more reviews. What, the, what, what should the prompt be this week? Um, the prompt this week should be... Um, let's make it expanded themed. Okay. Um, the prompt this week... In, what is your favorite card in expanded? So like in any card of expanded... Well, I guess I should say this. Prior to team up... Here's yeah. the official prompt. Prior to team up... What is your favorite card? I love that. What prompt. is your favorite card from the a lot simpler than uh, from a lot simpler? So please leave a review helps us out a lot. We love reading them. It was a joy to read the ones today. Very surprising to hear that we got two. I, know. I thought we were going to have none. Y'all are coming through, coming through here. Clutch. We really appreciate it. Seriously. Soon we will be. Soon we will be. The the kings. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. We're already right. we're already king show. We're already. Yep. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. And uh, if if you're traveling, please, for the all that is mighty, be safe. Wash your hands, clean your toes, um, wipe your bum. <laughs> <laughs>